and welcome to the Perth to Paisley podcast, episode number 94. And we've got quite a lot to talk about, as in the week that has passed between our last episode, which, by the way, apologies that there was issues with that upload, and hopefully that won't be a thing. Uh, this week, a lot has happened. So, as ever, I, Daniel McIver, I'm going to speak about it, and I'm joined by my usual co-host, Adam Kennedy. Adam, how are you doing? I'm in a fantastic mood, mate. I've literally finished up work today for two weeks. I fly off to Canada on the day of release. Uh, and Heart and Lothian fixtures are round the corner once again. What isn't there to love? Life's good. Exactly. How are you? I'm doing very, very well, actually, yeah. Um, we should actually talk about that for a second, because Adam's off to Canada, as he mentioned, but the podcast isn't stopping for two weeks. You kind of get rid of me. I'm still here. So, for the next two weeks, for the Ross County review and the Derby review, I will be joined by a special guest each week, which I'm getting sorted. So, don't worry. Just because Adam's abandoning y'all, I'm still here <laughs> to provide the content. I do plan on watching the games. Like, I'll chuck in my input, nope. but I'm not going to nope. be as much use as somebody, you know somebody else and it's it's nice that's what we want this like we want some guests back on because it's been a He's while i'm trying i'm trying who was the last guest we had on was it richard cobb richard probably yeah jesus let's just move on brilliant well let's move on <laughs> to the first point of business which was another pre-season friendly because we've been having loads of them uh, on the day of release last week we played <laughs> preston traveled down and every single hearts fan on the planet went right Ben Woodburn's got to be involved in some capacity. And, of course, Hearts go down to Preston on the back of an unbeaten pre-season run. We're speaking about, doesn't matter about results, who cares about what happens in friendlies. And then, Ben Woodburn inspires Preston to a 2-1 win. Um, Ben Woodburn gets the first goal in the first half, Peter Haring equalises from the penalty spot and then I'll be totally honest with you I can't remember who scored the winner for Preston oh, but... I, don't, I don't care yeah, it's just the most harsh thing ever I literally I just pissed my pants for a good 5-10 minutes afterwards so us it's, it's, all, it's entirely my fault it's my fault yeah, I ridiculed him fault. week in week out <laughs> the doppelganger comments were made mm-hmm. I've had a personal vendetta against him ever since and uh, this is a massive get it right up you from him to me so I, <laughs> I don't know what to make of it I just found it hilarious basically yeah the only positive was Peter Haring looked lovely and it cemented my view that he is now our penalty taker this season wow even despite our new number 9 potentially vying for them no Unless he wants them, I think it looks like Haring is on them. I think, say, keep him on them until he misses. Yeah, it's fair. It's not like he does spot yet, is he? Yeah, exactly. He's never missed one. So, fair enough. Just keep him on them. But anyway, who cares about Ben Woodburn and random friend of We've upgraded in number nine since then. Exactly. We're fine. Yeah. We've got much more exciting things to speak about, like squad numbers. So, Love the squad numbers nonsense. came out... What day was it? Thursday or Friday? Uh, Friday, I think question. it was. question. Maybe the Friday ahead of the Friday. I think it was Friday. Yep. So, squad numbers came out. There was some talking points about it, obviously. Um, Gordon stayed captain, which I don't think was ever in any doubt. I think that was always <laughs> going to be the case. I don't know why they needed to clarify that. But yeah, you do Um Craig Halkett took over from John Souter with the number four, which was one of the biggest takeaways, so he's kind of like the starting centre-half that we expected them, expect them to be. Shankland took the number we said last week we didn't want them to take, as he took nine. There was, an, there was a mix-up when Hart announced them where they put two emojis for nines, and I really wanted them to be 99, <laughs> and I was gutted that he was just nine. Although that being said, Christian Ramirez, I think there's a debacle at Aberdeen, isn't there, regarding yes, exactly. him potentially taking number... I'm not a fan of number 99. I think it looks amateurish. Like it. Is it a grown man taking number 99? What right. does that mean? No, that's embarrassing. <laughs> well, I saw somebody say that there was like a mix-up with numbers and that's embarrassing for hearts, but I think they were having a laugh because and, somebody and to be went... Fair, I mean, we've got a track record for it. Do you remember the new stand seats? 
Yes. Just just say we, we've never been the best for numbers, and hey. Mad Vlad certainly wasn't good for numbers either. So listen, we will get to admin-based football and errors very soon. Right? <laughs> oh. <laughs> so don't you worry about that. But the admin error that some people thought was you're missing number eight, which was the big takeaway for me. Really, was that a very crucial and prominent squad number hasn't been filled yet and Robbie's obviously been in the press this week saying he wants a holding midfielder and another creative attacking midfielder so you have to imagine that they'll take one of them yeah it it suits an 8 for me I'm astounded that George Grant didn't take number 8 he's been given 7 hasn't he I thought for all the world that Alan Forrest would get 7 and George Grant 8 but it doesn't appear that way Alan Forrest must just love the number 17 I'm assuming that he's worn that at both live area previously um, I so. so I don't know the, the squad numbers are the sort of trivial stuff that if it suits a player or a player's done well in a particular number chances are they don't leave said number because yeah. you know what the superstitions like are like in football it's it's crazy it's mental it's weird stuff how your mind plays tricks on you but here I, I, I'm not really bothered I don't get I'm like if I get a, a new top I don't get player names and numbers anyway so I, I don't know I'd, I'd, I'd just quite like us to have a 1-11 to because I don't think we've had that for a wee while have we? I can't think of the last time we have had it so yeah that is a fair point actually because we've always had like Halkett was 19 for a period of time and then was 26 and stuff like that. And I hope we've like I don't think the club have actually come out and said that we have retired the number 26 but I would Well that was like the other thing I was going to mention yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd quite like that for, for Zal um, and Cochrane's what 19 was he 17 last season? Right? I think so yeah so Cochrane is 19 but I do remember him being 17 last season Yeah so other than that I, I, I don't think there was any any real changes that nah. just gutted about Shangle being number nine but hey ho if his unofficial debut is anything to go by then I could be I could be warming to that an excellent segue there because Thanks yes very much. Hearts finished their pre-season on Saturday in a very important game Gary Locke's testimonial um, as Stoke City travelled to Tynecastle and I don't know how to put this I expected Stoke to be the hardest competition we faced in pre-season. I don't know if that's because we're of a generation where for most our like football-aware lives, Stoke have been in and around the Premier League and were a main state like, under Tony Pulis and stuff like that. So I just have in my head that's what Stoke are like. So I was expecting a battering. We almost couldn't have gotten more different to that because I felt for 90 minutes, maybe 80 minutes with a 10-minute period where they got the, their foot in the ball, I felt we played them off the park. I uh, I attended the game with my dad and we've got a family friend that supports Stoke, so he was able to, to chum us and give us the rundown. Um, it is mad. Like We were talking about this in the pub beforehand what you kind of alluded to there. Stoke first got promoted in 2008 and then were relegated from the Prem in 2018. So I'd have been 20 and Stoke would have been in the Prem for 10 years. So essentially, half my life was made up of Stoke being a top-tier team. Um, And Mark, our family friend, isn't hopeful. Um, His son Dan is actually headed to Millwall away on Saturday. So what a jaunt that is. Um... Hope he's got his stab vest on with him. Ah, um, but again, like I think they're just targeting mid-table mediocrity, reading between the lines. Certainly, the fans did not seem happy. I, he said they've not really impressed in preseason throughout at all. Um, and I had a wee nosy on Sky Bet prior to the match to check how likely they are to be promoted and relegated. Uh, and Sky Bet gave me the same price for both, nine to one. So that sort of tells you the story. Um, they're just not very good, are they? I, I expected them to be made up of athletes, like you say. Maybe not the most aesthetically pleasing side, but very much Pulis-esque rather than Mark Hughes-esque. You know, when he tried to make them play, and I don't know, they, they sort of shifted in style, and obviously then we all know eventually how it worked out, but I, I, don't, I don't know. They're just... Like, even Dwight Gale coming on, 
You think a recognisable name, been in the Prem for a good few years now. Didn't really, well, obviously with the tune, but didn't really pose a threat, did he? No. Um, I, I, I couldn't tell you any outstanding performer for Stoke on the day, if I'm honest. Ironically, I felt their best player was their keeper, who kept them at white. He made a couple of really big saves, but their keeper seemed to be the main focus of attack by their own fans, which I found really interesting. It's weird because I have no idea. They've been linked with Xander Clark all summer, and he's still a free agent. Mm -hmm. So how how's that not been addressed? I have no idea. Um, Obviously. It is still a friendly, so there's not much to read into it, so, but I wanted to focus on three players in particular, because one of them was the main talking point of the day. It was Lawrence Shanklin's unofficial debut. Adam's very excited if oh, you're watching the YouTube This is version. a signing that I've been wanting for <laughs> a good few years. Fantastic. So, we obviously won 2-1. Both goals coming from Shanklin. I was in a different area of the ground. Normally I'm on the Left-hand side of the main stand. This time I was in P, so I was on the right-hand side. So I was right in front of Shanklin's first goal, where it's it's the luckiest finish ever. I know that some people will go, oh, no, that's a striker's finish. He just moves his body yeah, in the right I've, way I've and stuff that like that. 100%. No, it just, he kind of just throws a leg at this and goes, oh, I hope something happens here. Because he doesn't even initially celebrate. He's kind of just like... Is, no. That inc- incredible intellect to divert it goalwards and, and get the better of the Stoke goalkeeper oh, well, great finish what was great intellect and I had like an epiphany with his second goal <laughs> I was becoming really philosophical on Twitter because his second goal first of all need to mention Finlay Pollock excellent involved fantastic as well because about five minutes beforehand he had he did he gave Boyce quite a poor cutback and I was worried that his head was going to go down yeah, and he was right. going to be really... Well, he didn't want to get as much on the ball, but no, he actually used it to spur himself on. did incredibly well, beat two players. Cut it back for Shankland. Shankland did what a modern-day forward does. He allows it to roll across his body, open up his left foot, and aim for the far corner. It's quite a poor effort, and it comes back to him. And what I then expected him to do is what I expect most modern 2022 forwards to do, um, Alan Forrest did it quite a few times in the game as well, where it comes back to them and they go, right, the angle isn't there, I'm going to take a couple more touches to try and create that angle, create Work that opportunity again, and, yeah. 100%, which makes total sense. I, I won't disparage anybody doing that. But Shankland, in a very traditional number nine kind of way, just went, oh, it's come back to me, I'm just hitting this hard at the target. It worked and we scored, and it genuinely was like, Oh yeah, that's what like strikers do. They just hit it. I could be rewriting history here, but I feel as though and this has been the case, I think, primarily in the championship season in Robbie's second spell, but even in his even in his first spell, sorry, I felt as though there was often a reluctance for our players to pull the trigger. We'd seemingly yeah. work ourselves into grey areas and there's just a sort of hesitance or lack of confidence for somebody to, to have a shot on target. So that was really refreshing. Um, and look, it'd be really hypocritical of me to say that he's going to bag, you know, 25, 30 a season because I've slated everybody to that gets excited. We've seen it many times over the years. A hard striker comes in, bags on his debut or bags early on. We think this is it. This is the answer to our prayers. This is the man to surpass John Robertson or whoever. You know, equal that goal tally for a season. I'm just biding my time. That's that's all I'll say. I'm, I'm delighted with the signing. Delighted to see him get off the mark. You know, two goals on his unofficial debut at Tynecastle is fantastic. But I just hope that he's got a hat trick save for for County on the weekend. If I'm honest. Well, the other player, two players I wanted to mention are not as advanced as Shanklin. They're both defensive players. I thought Cochrane had his best attacking game he's ever had for us. Got a lot of joy against Harry Clark, didn't he? <laughs> Ironically, Harry Clark is now, by the way, That's zero similar. and four against Heart of Midlothian in terms of appearances so uh, suck on that, Harry. get that right up here but there is 
I always accepted that the criticism of Cochrane last season came that he's he doesn't do a lot going forward. He's still got three goals, but especially when he was playing wing back, he seemed a bit more hesitant. It was more about like the defensive stability, which he is exceptional at. But on Saturday, I can't remember who it was, but someone on Twitter went, he's put in more crosses in that game than they did all last season. I think it was Ali. Yes, it was Ali. Ali. Yes, it was Ali, because I got in a conversation about him um, with him. And I was so... I'm always impressed by Alex Cochran, right? I love Alex Cochran. He even said that about your (laughs) love for Cochran. But I was very impressed with him. Do you know what? I was really impressed with us in the wide areas generally. Mm -hmm. I thought Mackay would often drift in and Cochrane would be able to provide that overlap. I thought Forrest was more of a... uh, How am I best putting it? More of a sort of chalk on the boots type with Mm kind of Atkinson in support. If if you looked at it, you'd probably say that Cochrane was the best in terms of service on the left and Forrest on the right Mm -hmm. was sort of your two in support of Shankland and wing-backs. Um, but I, I just thought we looked really, really controlled for the most part. I, I loved the fact that Cochrane and Atkinson were constantly looking to try and bomb on. Mackay can drift inside because he can pick that pass. I think Alan Forrest has a little bit of work to do in that sense. But overall, <laughs> since he's come in, I've been really impressed. I think he's going to be a much bigger player than, than folk think for us. Um, and elsewhere sort of in midfield Mikey Smith was in there who I thought didn't look out of place <laughs> at all love and life do great, what he wants great to see him because I, I, there's been a couple of murmurs on Hearts Twitter that we might lack depth in that central midfield area I think the likes of he and Andy Halliday who can both operate at wing back stroke full back and centrally you know, it's, it was great to see Michael Smith doing his stuff I don't know if that's because he's trying to impress Michael O'Neill or whoever it is, anybody in the Northern Ireland set up potentially at Stoke, don't know. Um, but he was zigging passes, just oh, just looked really, really composed. And he's not even a central midfielder. I'd, you know me about Michael Smith, love that man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in, in the wide areas in particular, really, really good. And just hope that we can provide sufficient service for Lauren Shankland, Liam Boyce, whoever it is up front. It, it's, it's looking promising. Final note on that game, the last player I wanted to mention who I was most impressed with, barring Shankland, obviously, but I felt Shankland actually took like a wee bit of time to get into the game. He had a few wayward passes. He, like, he, d- he did, but, but do, you know what, do you know what I loved as well, McIver, is he sort of had a couple, like, not dodgy passes and touches per se, but he's always constantly looking to play on the shoulder. Yeah. You know, I was watching mm-hmm. his movement as well, and he's looking along the line constantly. He's sort of adjusting himself to get into better positions, particularly if Barry Mackay or Alan Forrest pick it up, because they are going to be the most likely, let's be honest, to slip him in. Um, I think, and I know it's only a friendly fixture anyway, but I don't think it actually phased him at all, that game. But the main kind of person I was impressed with, which I get it, right? People don't understand why when Shankland's coming on his debut scoring twice, I'm looking at the defensive players. I just like defensive players. But Kai Rolls, bloody hell good. was I impressed. Yeah, he was good. I, just so calm. One thing that shocked me is he's, he's quite a big lad. Mm-hmm. Yet Stephen Kingsley was the one playing centrally. It seems as though Kai he Rolls... He played two. In each half, he's, him and Kingsley swapped at half time. But this is what I was going to say. Like, Rolls and Halkett probably won't be the one to distribute from the back, so I kind of get mm-hmm. Kingsley being in the middle in that sense. I thought that Rolls, just because he's the tallest, it would make sense for him to be in the middle. Don't know where I've got that from, but that's that's what I was going to roll with. You, you could, you're much more qualified to speak about this, but the bonus of having Kingsley in the middle is just just can pick out anybody. I mean, he could find <laughs> he could find anybody on Buchanan Street on a Saturday afternoon, couldn't he? Yeah. Stephen Kingsley, um, what a guy. Rolls went into a 50-50 challenge in the first half that made the most like deafening noise possible. Like it, he clattered the guy, and you heard the the whole crowd kind of like react oh. to it. Rolls <laughs> just came through it as if nothing had happened. Took a step forward and passed it off to Haring, and then dropped back in. And I was like, "I like you. He's, That's what I want." He's thankful nobody was sitting in the wheat field, wasn't he? 
just so yeah. that that noise was just built up even more. Um, but yeah, very very impressed for yeah. what was his full first ninety in ages. Not bad, not bad. He uh, he could prove a, a shrewd addition. Yeah, uh, look, we've said don't care about results, but performances you can, and yeah. that that was a very commanding performance from from the get go on Saturday. Um, can't really fault anybody, and yeah, that's that's literally the perfect remedy for Ross County on Saturday. Couldn't have mm-hmm. asked for a better match to prepare us for that. Well, something else we've got to prepare for is Europe and the League Cup. So, before we speak about our involvement, we kind of need to speak about how we got there because for the first time in years, we've not been involved in early competitive football. Thank which has been the Lord. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Honestly. So, first of all, Motherwell had their conference first round playoff game at home to Sligo Rovers and, oh, it did not go well. I remember Is this last week third was... qualifying round, yeah. Yeah, because then the if they win, they go into the fourth with Dundee United, and then they're in if they win. Right. Or uh, no, because so the spot they invest United, spot of pride. Did United go into the playoff, or did they go a third round? I should have paid no, more they, attention. Dundee United go into the playoff, so they just have a one oh, right, okay. right, double leg right, right. tie kind right. of thing. Um, so I was there last week speaking about Motherwell being like. Oh, I think they'll have enough to beat Sligo, but they won't beat Sparta Prague. They didn't look like they had half enough for Sligo, and that was at home. That's they a, were very, that is a very dreadful bad. Result. That is up there in terms of. I, look, I know that they can and hopefully will turn it round in the second leg, but that's that's a stinking result, particularly when the fans are on Graham's Alexander's back, like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. Ironically. This could prove the worst thing that happened to Graham Alexander in terms of Motherwell nicked it from Livingston with that late Lammy header, if my memory serves me. Yeah, right at the very end. That, like, European qualification could ultimately be what kept him in a job given, you know, the dreadful run of form mm. before that. They qualify for Europe and then in Europe they could get punted out in the first round. So then where did the board stand with Alexander? He's already in deep trouble there's another couple of Scottish managers that are already in deep trouble how can we not even be in August and there's several managers that could be headed to the job centre soon it's God bless the cinch this league Scottish football is back it's elite the the main takeaway for Hearts fans particularly named Daniel McIver was that Aidan Keener scored the winning goal at and I have a special place in my heart for Aidan Keener, and I always will do. What well, could have and been? I, was I thought he was going to be <laughs> the next Jankowskis, the next Robbo. Yeah, I was convinced. He's one of these under the radar ones, you know. Previously, how I was talking about, he wasn't given that number nine, but looked quite yeah. promising early on. And then we pin all our hopes on him immediately, and it, yeah, just he had a couple of decent loan spells, to, right enough, but. I don't know. Do you think Motherwell could turn it around? No. No, I think they're going to beat. Where, where I just would, don't where see would that where rank? Because, like, for us, Burkakara was the worst. Since I've I still been alive, don't think it's as bad as Burkakara. Hebs has been Malmo, uh, Kelly, Kelly Connorsky, Nomads, no. yeah, Aberdeen. Was it Sig- Sigma, Sigma Olamuch? Was that it? The, the Aye, Czech team, they got they battered. I'd probably put it with Kelly. Really? Jenga's on a par with Kelly. Maybe, maybe it's a wee bit better. <laughs> like maybe Kelly's a wee bit. It's worse. a better defeat. Yeah, but I just feel at home to play like that at home is insane. My pal Keenan said on TSF, he just thinks back to that Kelly fan. You know the video, and he's like, "I booked Belgrade and everything." Is it going to be my corner's kill? Yeah, at least that hadn't happened. Unless at the next leg we get a book Prague and everything. Like, we'll see. I'm going to have to get on the floor immediately. It's a disgrace. Well, speaking about disgraces, the League Cup has been a fucking roller coaster. And it's been amazing. Wait, hold on a second. Dis- disgraces. The League Cup has been tremendous so far. Yeah, from our perspective, it's been tremendous. But for the teams in it, it's not. So. Immediately, three Premiership sides are out. Who have Hibs got in the next round? 
Well, we'll get to that. Don't you worry. Oh, Don't shit. you worry. We'll find out. I'll look at the draw and I'll work out who... I can't quite remember. So, we'll get to that. It's all right. We're going to get beat off Kelly. I'm telling you now. <laughs> <laughs> so, St Mirren, St Johnston, and yes, Hibernian didn't make it out of the group stage. Absolutely push! Now, there's been... I was about to say controversy. It's not controversy. It's it's the clubs themselves try to make controversy to take away from how rubbish they are. This is, we obviously yeah. we recorded the day before <laughs> the Morton Hibs game, so obviously they draw to Morton and then lose the penalty shootout, and it's looking like okay <laughs> they need Clyde to beat Falkirk to have a chance, but they still do have a chance. Uh, whatever. Then the next day it comes out that there's been an admin error and Rocky Bashiri, who should have been suspended and was suspended, played. So as a result, it went to a panel and Morton were retroactively awarded a 3 0 win, which then knocked Hibbs out, who ended up finishing third in their group and are out. Then. St Mirren don't even have that excuse. They just actually lost to Airdrie and somebody else who I can't even remember. Or both. They lost to Airdrie and yeah, Arbro. Right. They finished third in their group. And St Johnston have just continued this downfall. Hold on a second. In, in terms of worst results, St Johnston getting beat off Annan on penalties has to be yeah. the worst out of that. League 2 Annan topped that group. The first time a League 2 side has ever made it out the group stage into the round of 16. I swear to God, if St Johnston somehow stay up, that just speaks volumes about the standard of Scottish football. Yeah. They are 4-1 to one with some bookies to finish bottom. I am very wow. tempted to lump that. I yeah. can't see any other outcome. St Mirren will probably be down there as well. Hopefully Hibs are down there, but I can't really see it. Um, yeah. Fantastic! It couldn't have gone any better. It's been pretty great for us. Um, however, in my opinion, the draw couldn't have went any worse for us. How how personally. can Hibs be out before we've even kicked a ball in I this know. competition? In any competition, that is brilliant. It's class. Six however, yes, but yes, yeah, we we got Killy at home in the draw. The other teams before we speak about that. Annan are at home to Aberdeen, Dundee are at home to Falkirk, Patrick Thistle are at home to Arbroath, Rangers are at home to Queen of the South, we're home to Kelly, Livingston are home to Dundee United, Motherwell are home to Inverness, and Ross County are at home to Celtic. Now, apparently it's a controversial thing to say that I felt, barring County and Livy, that was the hardest draw we could have got. Uh... Because there was the mighty Falkirk and Annan in there, but I have a feeling they're a bit easier than Kelly. My point was, a lot of people give me shit for it. A lot of people give me shit for it, suggesting that I was worried we were going to get beat. That wasn't my point. My point was just that, oh, for God's sake... Just how it's worked out. Of course we get one of the Premiership sides when we could have got a League 2 side, a Championship side, a League 1 side. Can I just say as well astounded to discover that Premier Sports have selected Rangers, Queen of the South and Ross County Celtic. I mean, who would have seen that coming? Like, for the us Kelly's a much ties. better game. Livingston, Dundee United I'd argue and in Aberdeen. Inverness, and in Aberdeen. Dundee, Falkirk's probably quite... I, th- I literally think they're the two worst. Because <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, two 4-0 wins. Great. Yeah. Love that. I, I can't wait. I'm definitely going to tune into the both of them. Yeah. Um... How do you feel about the draw? In terms of the Killy's draw, record at Tynecastle is exceptional. It's a decent recent record, um, but I'd love—I should have done this prior to, you know, tonight's podcast. But the the two teams when they last went toe to toe at Tynecastle were in very different states. Um, That's the three-two game where Joe Pereira just decided to should have give pulled up, up the lineups for the both of them because I'd love to see. I'll do that now. You know the changes, but. My point here is, we're in a far better place. Kelly, I, I think Kelly will be a surprise package within the Premiership this year. Mm-hmm. I don't. Oh I, my! I don't think it's too God. strong a squad. I just think it's McInnes. Go and just, just go and steal my thunder here. Go and read the teams. Sorry, it's. I've just Not seen the teams, ladies and gentlemen. So for, um, for Kelly, it was in goals. Brunescu, who got sent off, 
don't even I don't remember, remember that. No. Um, Stephen I O'Donnell. I remember him getting sent off, but I don't remember him. Yeah. Stephen O'Donnell. That Del Fabro, who we were linked with. Oh, Jesus, yeah. Uh, Stuart Finlay. Big fan. Ha- Ham- Hamalainen. Hamalainen. Hamalainen, the Finnish left back, yeah. Yep. Uh, Rory McKenzie. Gary Dicker. Alan Power. Chris Burke. Kabamba and Eamon Brophy. Nicky Kabamba, Jesus. Yeah. It's kind of like a, fi- a fine Kelly team. Like, whatever. That's alright. Nah. Yeah. Are you ready for our team? Joe Pereira. Joe Pereira in goals. A.D. White at left back. Christ. A decent remaining three Halkett. of John Souter, Craig Halkett and Sean Clare. Souter and Halkett were the centre-backs that night. Suter and Halkett were the centre-halves last night. Jesus. However, remember, this was Daniel Stendhal's optional defending era, where we it was like Halkett and Suter were told to just play I, forward. I can and remember this is going to this game team. with my old man, and he hadn't gone yeah. that many games this season. He was mortified. Uh, uh, a, a midfield double pivot of Andy Irvin and Marcel Langer. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then a three in a... Well, boys... And then a three in behind of Ewan Henderson, Lewis Moore and Stephen Naismith. Good grief. Wow. Apart from the centre-halves and the striker, would any of them get into the team now? Naismith generally would, but at this time his legs were falling That was going to be my other argument, but no. Other than that, no chance. Claire would be a good backup for Smith, in my opinion. But he wouldn't get into the first team. I prefer Cla- Claire Claire or like, Atkinson that's what I was going to they're ask. very similar players like I, Claire's probably better defensively Atkinson's better of it, offensively Claire doesn't get into the starting 11 though is my point no no neither do no. no Jesus but yeah we've come a long way since then so hopefully we can end this run and looking elsewhere was Levy Dundee United was that one of the ties yep and that's good for us Um yeah I, do you know what? I don't want to touch on the stigma around the League Cup, but I'm gonna anyway. It would just be nice to get the monkey off our back. Yes, I agree. If you if you yeah, offered me third, this trophy that we haven't won in mine or my dad's lifetime, and giving a decent account of ourselves in Europe, I'd take that. You say you say you'd take that as if. That wouldn't be an exceptional season. I would take top six in winning the week cup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Well. What yeah. you just third, said third, was like third, the best possible th- option. Third, third, fourth. Yeah. I yeah. value Europe a lot. Anyway. Yeah. That is, that's for the future. But, because let's be honest. We don't want to have to go through this group stage ever again. Yeah, right. Fuck that. This is brilliant. This, this yes. is great. It's so nice entering this stage and it's watching, class. you know, managers coming out with excuses. What about Stephen Robinson and Lee Johnson? What a couple of jokers. Crazy. Stephen Robinson has managed What's in happened Scot- to him, he's, he's managed in Scottish football for a considerable while. And only now, because St Mirren have been punted out, he starts to question the League Cup group format. No. How can... How is it against Premiership sides? If anything, it's tailor-made for it's, Premiership it's sides. It's tailor-made. That's a perfect it's way to say it. It's embarrassing. It's built for them. And again, I they hope didn't we even... pump them in Paisley first time round. They don't even have the excuse that Hibs do of like points deductions and stuff like that. No. They just actually got beat twice. We're genuine jobbers. And that being said, Airdrie, I mean, they've got a decent... Because they beat Motherwell was it yes. last season. <laughs> yeah. So, difficult place to go. A good thing they're out. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know their history's anyway. like with us anyway. Oh, like <laughs> We're not getting into that. <laughs> optimism. Anyway. Yeah, we'll do it, Kelly. We will. Speaking about optimism, we're now going to make our predictions. Now, oh, obviously... Jesus, define optimism. <laughs> yeah. So, this is a month before the end of the window. Loads of stuff can happen. Someday, opening game of the season could get a really long-term injury that is a crucial player and that changes everything. So oh, on the 26th of July... a lot more July, optimistic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thanks, on the 26th mate. of July, these are our predictions. So much like the last couple of seasons, we have four categories and then what we think the league table will be. So we will start off with the top goal scorer for Heart of Midlothian this season, Adam Kennedy. Who do you believe it's going to be? I've got back my boy Lauren Shanklin, haven't I? I've no. went the same. Have you actually? Because 
I'm like, you feel like if Boyce he isn't, will provide. I think Boyce is going to be playing in the. T- I think so Boyce is going to be like what he was with Sims. Yeah. So Basically. Shanklin's going to get all the opportunities. I will say immediately, if he isn't top goal scorer at the club, I think it's been an unsuccessful year for him. Unless it's like he scores fifteen and then Boyce gets twenty. Yeah, it's very much dependent on. I don't want to say solely Liam Boyce, but you'd imagine he's the only other contender. Yeah, if Boyce has like, if Boyce breaks the record that we jinxed him from doing last season, and Shanklin gets sixteen, it'll be like you're all right, Lawrence. You've done very well. Imagine they get like forty-two between them. Boyce gets. Why 20, are you saying this? But Shanklin. Why are you but, saying this? No, but but, but Shanklin gets twenty-two and Boyce gets twenty. And the, the last season, Boyce could have broke it, and the season he does, he's outshone by Shanklin. They're now going to get two between them because you're saying that you need to stop with that part. Yeah, no, I, I no, I've not been, I've not been picking it up something rotten. I'm fully expecting Shanklin to get like nine. Well, speaking about Shankland, we both agree with that. What do you think, or who do you think, sorry, will be the best signing? Again, this is a month before the end of the transfer window, so we could have brought in Messi. It's, but until it, then... It's going to be an offensive player. I know you love your defensive players. I'm going to say Alan Forrest. Interesting. I'm going to go Fair with point. it. I'm going to go with it. I, I feel as though, from the get-go, folk have just let that be like oh it seemed underwhelming to quite a lot of people I think mm. that's very disrespectful I think he'll be a lot better for us than folk think you? I think that's very very fair uh, I have went with Shankland off the back that I've given him top goal scorer yeah. I think if he becomes top goal scorer I think it'll be hard to argue against him fair uh, but I think George Grant and Alan Forrest as well could be right up there and Kai Rolls again it's just been another summer where I'm happy with all signings yeah, like, it's there, weird. There, there's none that we've really questioned as of yet. I'm sure yeah, once the competitive so fixtures are in full swing, we'll be throwing players under the bus willy-nilly, but we'll see. Exactly. Well, speaking about players, next category is best young player. I have went with Connor Smith, purely because I'm willing it into existence. <laughs> I just want him to play. We see what he did at the weekend... No, he gets but, a hat trick no, against Berwick yeah, Rangers. Well, that's what I was going to say. In the Lowland League, he's far better than that. Yes. Get him back to Queen's Park on loan, or I don't know, another Championship contender. Maybe like to see that. Or just keep playing regularly if we can't get another ten. Or just you know, chuck him in there. Craig Levine did it, and he looked good for when he played for us under Levine. He's literally never had a bad game for us. I will, I'm nope. saying I'm dying on that hill. He's never had a bad game for us. The whole the whole thing's weird. Like it seems as though we've kept him on to loan him out in the hope that he'll be absolutely ridiculous somewhere. Like the, the duration was it a one year we offered him? Yeah, him and Henderson both got signed to a new a one year. Don't get that. Unless we've got you know we're looking at expiry of players or players deals expiring. <laughs> Next Maybe. year, we've got targets in mind and we'll just be like, oh, okay, out you go, lads, and we'll bring in whoever. But I don't, I don't know. It's a, an odd one. But I can't disagree with the, the Connor Smith shout. I'd like to say Finlay Pollock as well. Depends on if we can find a decent I think he's a loan destination too for two. Young. But he is behind Smith at this current yeah. minute in time. Yeah, fair. And then finally... Actually, player- sorry. I'm amazed mm-hmm. that you've not said your man Cochrane because he'll qualify. Will he not? Well, this is the thing. I, I think he would qualify, but I, I view him as like one of the established first team now. regular. Yeah. yeah, I meant a player coming. A breakout in who, player. Yeah. Yes, breakout player is probably a better title for this award. Actually, there you go. You're welcome, yeah. mate. That's all right. Breakout. Player. I, I mean, there I'm here go. for a reason. I mean, you're away in the next two weeks, so I'm going to flounder without you. I'll, but, I'll try my very best to be on. My mic mm-hmm. may be absolutely shocking, but it's for you lot. It's fine. Uh, and then finally, player of the year before we go into the league table, who have you got? The trouble is, after such a shocking player of the year shout last season... I don't... Uh, can we just remind everybody who that was? No, I remind... don't want to have to. No, come on, no, we're not moving back to this. Who did you say would be player of the year last season? This was before, you know, we made numerous signings, and I will say that much. I still feel like it was a mental shout even and... then. It was prior to signing Barry Mackay, which I obviously mentioned to the club, and the club took it up. But it yeah, even then, it was still a ridiculous shout. It was Gavin Kenny Stephen. 
Um, what was that? No, what was that? What was that? Gary McKay Stephen. Um, That's not clear at all for people. Sorry, like Gary McKay Stephen. Um, there we go. There I might, go. I might right. say that Gary McKay Stephen gets it again. Down? Yeah. yeah, he's doubling just, down. Yeah, he's Just in the hope that we repeat this season, to be honest. That'd be great. Because yeah. um, I don't really want to curse anybody. Uh, fuck it. I've stood by him for top goal scorer. I'll say Shankland. Interesting. It's mad how I'm backing him for top goal scorer and player of the year, but not signing. <laughs> but not best. Just because I, I want to get in the fact that I believe Alan Forrest will be really good for us. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's fair. Uh, it doesn't I'm, make sense, but we're going with it. Fuck I it. get it, though. I'm going with that logic of I'm going with the person I said last year in the hope that it replicates. I'm going with Craig Gordon again. Nice. We'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. That's it, lads. Everything's okay. We're getting third again. Don't worry about it. None of your Premier Sports Group Cup pitch nah. next year. Exactly. Right. The oh. big one. The league table. Now, oh, I'm going to... I'm going, <laughs> this is weird, right? I'm going to ask you it in fours. We're splitting into three, right? I'm wanting your top four, middle of the road, and bottom four. Oh, is that the way so, that we're doing it rather than bottom up? Yeah, we're doing we're doing top to bottom this top time. Top down, right? Okay, top down. Okay. So who's your top four at the end? Can of I just can I just say I'm going with the one that I said on Talk Scottish Football. This was recorded over a week ago. I immediately regret some of these choices, but I'm a man <laughs> of my word, and we're going to stick with it how I've got it. So I've gone Celtic to retain the title. Same. Rangers second. Same. This I might get a lot of hate for this. I've gone. Dundee United third. Same. And I've gone Hearts fourth. So we have the exact same top four. I'm assuming that we have the exact same justification in that we're going to be knackered and I feel like it's going to affect us. And United will get pumped out of Europe. They've recruited well. Jack Ross, a good manager at this level. Yeah, I think... think, I'm really impressed with United, to be honest. I feel like they're constantly... Since the American owners have come in, they, it seems like they're trying to really re-establish their reputation, and they're not chucking loads of dough at it. It's just a steady ascension. I, I think United—they're another good price for some bookies. I think you'll get, <clears throat> excuse me, something like twelve or fourteens for them That's to finish right. with, you know, third or how they caveat it like SPL without Celtic and Rangers, basically. Yeah. I think I, I will. I want to say this on record now. I think we have the third best squad in the league. But yes, I just think I agree with that. Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday is it's going to affect us. And I don't want. I want us to be there or thereabouts, ideally. Mm-hmm. After Europe's done, like, yeah. If if we're fourth, fifth, having played all our group stage games in whichever competition we're in, I'm not going to greet about that. I think that's fair. I think that's very fair. So the middle, the middle of the road pack, the bottom is, two, of the top six. This and the is top where we're going to differ, isn't it? Yes, almost definitely. Right. So you want me to go from fifth to eighth? Yes. Fifth, I've gone Aberdeen. I have also gone Aberdeen at fifth. Okay. Even though you a couple of weeks ago said that you expected Hibs to get it right better than Aberdeen. No, I said Aberdeen to get it right better than Hibs. You said Hibs over Aberdeen. No, I didn't. I said Aberdeen. Yes, I listened did. to it today. We I listened need... to it today. No, we need to go back on the tapes. No, I said Aberdeen are more likely to get it right than Hibs. I said, because I was going to have Aberdeen at third. Oh, yeah. And I was like, yeah, but then I was like, no, Christ. I think they're just a wee bit off that. I, so I swapped him. I'm going to go back and listen to that after this recording. I'm adamant I said Aberdeen are more likely, more likely to get it right than Hibs. Uh, maybe. Maybe. I can't remember. I think maybe I... Maybe I did see Hibs and then this past two weeks has happened. Well, this, is, this like, is the thing. because Jesus I've got, Christ. Because yeah. funnily enough, like talking about it, I've got Hibs in sixth. So do I. So we have the exact same top this, six. This, this, if Hibs finish top six, I'll be amazed. I think they will. I know. I know. Yeah, sorry. That was it. I did see Hibs were going to get it right, but not intentionally. I said Hibs are going to get it right because they're just chucking everything at the wall and summon must stick. And I think the thing that's going to stick is Eli Yuan. He looks good. Okay. And I think he's going to single-handedly grab everybody and pull them up to six. Jeez. So we have the exact same top six. This is interesting. This is interesting, but I feel like it's going to differ your Seventh. I've gone, regrettably, Motherwell. Yeah, we're different here. You've gone Kelly. I've not gone Kelly. Have you not? 
Livingston. No, I've gone Livingston. Oh, I think they're going to have very similar season to they did last year. Why do you think Motherwell? I feel like Graham Alexander might get sacked, and somebody will come in and do a Graham Alexander oh, and galvanise them second half. I didn't think of that. Because I think point. it's actually a decent enough squad, but he's he's really under pressure. Yeah, I I don't know. They might persist with them, and they might finish lower than that. But I can sort of see because when he came in, they were twelfth and were doomed. Yeah, and he came in and sort of steadied the ship. And that's yeah, fair. No, that's fair. I don't know. I, I I feel like again, they might be in a similar stage to us, sort of second half of the season, trying to salvage it mm-hmm. and maybe push up a place or two. Yeah, don't know. Could could be off of that. But you've gone Livy. I've gone Livy. I just feel that they've not had a massive turnover in squad. I feel like Martindale just gets this group of players. I saw he said that he was like, "This is the first time in his time that he's not had to basically get a new squad." But you love Isma Goncalves as well, do you? I do. I think Isma's going to be good for. I don't think they're going to be in any danger at all. But neither die for what it's worth. Okay, I think purely financially. They're going to be kept out of the top six, but I think they'll be better than the rest in the bottom half. Okay. Okay. Eighth. Kelly. I've also gone Kelly at eighth. I feel like it could be higher because of McInnes. Same. McInnes is the main. I'm not, I'm I'm not impressed with the squad, but I feel like he could. McInnes and Lafferty could just drag them up, basically. I feel like they could get top six. At, if others collapse. At yeah. or... Motherwell or whoever else is expense and I think that would be a really solid first season back considering they Mm -hmm. were absolutely rank when they were relegated yep Uh, ninth have you got Motherwell no Ross County I've got Ross County at ninth oh god I've got got Livy at ninth okay fair enough but I regret that uh, I think I've put Ross County too low down because I've got oh god this is a disaster Right, so you think you think Livy and Knight. I get that. Yeah. I get that. I just think I Forrest think... is a big loss for them. That's fair. Thanks very that much. Is very fair. Um, that and is very fair. yeah, I'm, I'm not. I, again, I don't think they're going to be in bother. Even though it'd be quite funny. Um, I'd kill for a Livy St. Johnston bottom two, but that's never going to happen. I wouldn't. I, I have my bottom two. I'd much rather see them. <laughs> right, okay. Um, I just think Ross County will have a drop off. I don't think it will be as severe though. I've got I've got mine quite severe. Right, tenth. Who have you got? Tenth. I've got Motherwell. I, I don't think they'll be in the bottom two, but okay, I have okay. done this oh, with right. the assumption so you, yeah, right, okay. that Alexander's there the whole time. Fair enough. Or or that they make the change too late. Yes. Yeah. It's it's irreparable, yeah. but it's not so damaging that they go down. Who have you got in 10th? Fair enough. Uh, I've gone St Mirren in 10th. Really? Yeah. Wow. I just, That's surprising. Ross County, man, I, I don't know. I is just, it? Are you putting... I, I can see your logic. Is The logic is that they've lost their best player and top goal they've scorer. They've lost their best player, top goal scorer. Joseph Hungbo, I thought he and Reagan charles Cook were excellent on the wings. Oh, God, yes. Hungbo no back. He, I, he I, was on loan as well. I, I, I don't know. I... Again, they're sort of similar to Kelly. I feel like they could be a couple of positions higher because of Malky Mackay. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't know. St. Johnson are definitely going to finish bottom. And I beg yeah. that they do. Sick of going to McDermott Park. There's another thing that I'd love to see. Us actually winning Perth for once. But I can just see a Jamie Murf- Murphy winner, you know, an absolute mile off. Or Graham Carey. Or Ryan McGowan. How have we not even touched on yeah. that? Oh god, yeah, that's devastated true. to see Gowser go there. I'm not his agent, Gowser. It's fine. Look, I get it, mate. You've got to earn a living, but St. John's... and he's got to get he's got to get closer to Tynecastle. Q8 isn't he fucking anywhere near Tynecastle? He's got to get back somehow. Surely he had something better on the table than St. Johnston. He's. I mean, he'll go in and be their best player. So, like fair oh, play to him. Then again, uh, so you've I, I got, feel like if we went in, we'd be their best player. That's true. That is very true. So you've got Ross County in 11. I do. And then St. Johnston Bottom. St. Bottom. Jobby Bottom. I've got St. Mirren in 11th and St. Johnston Bottom. And I think St. Mirren will also get beat in the playoffs and go down. Do you? I think St. Mirren look as bad as St. Johnston. Wow. I just think they're terrible. Like I mean, I know they're go- now going to get top four at the expense of us <laughs> because that's the way the world Stephen works. Stephen Robinson's galvanised them. 
Yeah, exactly. But I just think they look terrible. I think they look really, really bad. Hey, have you got like a championship winner in mind and somebody to beat Simmer in the playoff? No, you not thought about it that deep. Nah, but I think like for example, I think our Broth will still be up there. I think Vanessa will be up like there. That. I don't know if they're both. I don't think our Broth will win the league, but I think they'll be in and around the playoffs. I think Vanessa will win the league. I think Vanessa will win the league as well. I hope so. Um, I'm trying to even remember. Queens Park might have a run for the playoffs. How do you, I don't know. How do you think Dundee will do? I think Dundee won't make the playoffs. I think they'll finish like mid. I think they'll finish like wow. sixth or something. Oft. Yes, please. Yeah, it'd be funny. I could see them um, dra- if it's a St Mirren Dundee final. That would literally be oh, the, be worst, the worst playoff final. Like we <laughs> we're at a loss either way. Yeah. Like that would just be minging. Not a fan. But yeah. So those are our predictions. Be sure to be laughing at them from the first week of the season till the very end. What do you mean? We're gonna get twelve out of twelve. One of us yeah. will get twelve out of twelve. One of us. It can't be that hard. I'm pretty sure last season. The best someone did was like two. <laughs> it was you probably. Yeah, we had catastrophic. I've I've tried seasons. to th- I've tried to think about it more logically. Same. Don't don't have my you know, don't wear my heart upon my sleeve. Just what I'd take in, from a heart's perspective. I'm surprised at how similar our tables are. To be honest. Yeah, it's it's the bottom half glob where we differ. Yeah. Because we, Maybe, we're so adamant. Either. We're adamant that top six are going to be nailed on in St Johnston. Yeah will just be shite. So either we're both geniuses or as idiotic as each other. It's definitely going to be the latter. But... It's definitely <laughs> going to be the latter. Well, but anyway, this weekend, the team that Adam has picked to be much worse than they were last season, Ross County, travel <laughs> to Tynecastle for the opening day of the season. Only bit of team news that we know for definite is that Robin Nielsen has confirmed that Lawrence Shankland will be starting will be leading the line against Ross County opening day of the season the game is sold out we have confirmation of that we've also seemed to be selling uh, in the in sections K which we never sell in ever Take so that's great how are you feeling about this one opening day are you optimistic are you nervous what are you feeling just feeling that I'm missing it to be honest um, yeah. but yeah, we, we should have enough I, I hope we've got enough I think do you know the opening day is always a weird one like I, I don't think you ever enter the opening day really all that optimistic do you I just I don't know or you're stupidly optimistic and think you're going to win the league yeah I, I don't know if it's just because this football club have just put me in a way of thinking <laughs> where don't go in with your hopes high it cannot be this good yeah <laughs> just yeah. just accept uh, a 1-0 a 2-1 be happy with that. Take the three points. Move on the next week. Yeah. So, oh, do you know what? This, this is this is before we blow them out the water and win five nil. Of that Shankland hat trick. Uh, yeah. What team would you start? What would be your starting eleven? I'd be pretty shocked if that team that played against Stoke, barring maybe one exception, um, I'd be shocked if that wasn't the team. So that was Gordon, Gordon Gold, Cochrane, Rose, Kingsley, Halkett, Atkinson, uh, Haring, Smith, Mackay, Forrest, Shanklin. Shanklin. I would go with that as well, personally. The the only thing I could see, and I did say that Michael Smith had a great game, well, this is it, or potentially a George Grant in there, because if we're expected to break County down, he's. I'd like George Grant to start. I could see that maybe at Michael Smith's expense. Don't don't know what he's got in the tank. Big Pete and George Grant, I think, are more likely to start. I really like that as a partnership because they're quite different. Yeah, I, I could see that, but I I don't know. I could be way off the mark there. What is your score prediction? Oh, I don't. I think we'll win by two goals. But, but will we but, keep a clean sheet? But, yeah, but I'm toying between 2-0 or 3-1. I'm going to go 3-1 hearts. Interesting. Even though I'm more likely to write 2-1 for who scored and probably bottle it. I don't know. I'll say 3-1. I'll go 3-1. I am also going with a two-goal deficit, but I'm saying 2-0. Fair. So Hopefully it's comfy. That's all we want. Yes, exactly. We'll see what happens. However, before we go, it is the, the best part yes. of the show at this point. <laughs> 
it's the quiz. Sod so, your fifty plus minutes and total nonsense just exactly. there. This is what we're all. This is what it's all about. This is what we're here for. So I've went for questions that are based in and around the last week that we've had. Oh Christ! So and opening day season stuff. Oh, so right, okay. Number one, Lawrence Shankland scored twice on his Hearts debut. We'll call it for the means of this question. Who was the last to do the same? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I have got a joke figure in my head. Right. So who was the last Hearts player to score twice on their debut? Was it Armand Nandwili? It was Armand Nandwili in the game where he Bang! won £85. Scored on. twice and went Ray. Two goals in 15 minutes. I thought I'd give you a nice wee easy one. Again, just... this, this is why I'm not, you know, building my expectations, just <laughs> keeping it calm. <laughs> so, last season, Hearts played our opening day opponents Ross County four times. Yes. How many goals were scored across all four games? There was a two each, a two-one, so that's seven, a nil-nil, and... Another draw. One each. Nine. Nine is correct. And those were the exact scores as well. The games remember the games just got worse. It started off two all, then two yeah. one, then one all, then nil nil. That's right. <laughs> they just became worse. Yeah, have some of that. True or false question next. <clears throat> True or false. Lawrence Shankland has a one hundred percent scoring record at Tynecastle in relation to his appearances. True. It is true. Could you name the other games he scored in? Uh, he said he said he's barely played at Tiny, but he scored for Robbie Nielsen's Dundee United in a draw in the Betfred, was it? One each? Yes, it was. He's only played twice at Tynecastle, including the Stoke game. Like, I'm on fire here. Somebody get an extinguisher. Smashing it. Um, the multiple choice question is, how many goals last season did we score in the league? Is it A, 54, B, 50, or C, 56. Oh, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally looking at the table the other day. And in my head, before you gave us the multiple choices, of like, I think it was like 50-odd mark. High 50s. I want to say... Did you give me 56 as an option? I did. C, 56. What were the options again? Read them again, sorry. A, 54, B, 50, or C, 56? Is it 54 or 56? Oh, Christ. Oh, no, we're going to kill ourselves. (laughs) 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 Um. Oh, no, I'm filled with doubt. I'll go... 54. Oh, he's done it. 54. Yes. Hey, 54. I knew that we weren't it? that prolific. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can he make it a clean sweep with the Who Am I? So Definitely not. At least if I have a guess, that may help. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Right. I signed from a Champions League side before joining Hart. I scored one goal for the club. When Jim Jeffries took over, he had never seen me play and didn't know who I was. <laughs> and is still an active player. Crikey. Still an active player. Yep. You got any other clues about him? Yes, I do. Uh, I was viewed as an internal political pawn between Vladimir Romanov and Shaba Laszlo. And then the final clue is, no, I openly yesterday. admitted I openly admitted that I was out my depth at top flight level. Only scored once? Mm-hmm. That's a great who am I. Thank you very much. Only scored once. Was this player a midfielder? Eh, uh, No. Somebody like 
somebody like Ismail Boozied in my head. Is that your answer? No, I'm not going to say that just yet. Was was it a defender? Must be a defender if they scored once. No, it was not. Jesus. So not a defender, not a midfielder, but they scored once. Yep. When I say midfielder, like a winger, so is this a striker, a centre forward that scored one goal for Hearts? It is a striker. Shabba Laszlo. Who did Shabba Laszlo sign? Oh my god. <laughs> this is doing my boxing. Is it somebody like David Vitevin? Is that your answer? No. <laughs> I'm, just, okay. I'm just speculating here. I'm trying to think. Shabba Laszlo. So Laszlo and Romanov. What, what was mm-hmm. the clue that you said with Laszlo and Romanov? Uh, he was viewed as an internal political pawn. I have the story that I'll give you afterwards um, when you get them slash when I tell you because it's mental. I think it's shite strikers that we would have had under Shabba. I can tell you when he signed. He signed in 2009. 2009? Mm-hmm. Somebody like a... Oh, sorry, I've got... Sorry, there is another uh, clue. Mm-hmm. Um, when he was in Scotland, Stirling Albion were hit by an illness crisis and he agreed to play for them as one of two permitted trialists in a league game against Falkirk and he scored. <laughs> What a random piece of trivia. <laughs> right, I'm going to have to hurry Sterling you. Albion. Yeah, still in Albion. I said Witteveen out there. Oh, I don't know, now I'm thinking of somebody like Mike Tulberg. Some other jobber like that. I'll go Tulberg. Your answer is incorrect. It is David Witteveen. No, it's not. <laughs> Fuck off! Yes! Come on! Two for two you, when he said it and then not said it. That's denied me a clean sweep. Yep. Damn it, I mean. Right, here's the information Fuck. about him. That so is the signed, ultimate ghost. <laughs> he signed for us from Salzburg. Pebble Salzburg. Cost your gut! His only goal that he scored was in a 2-1 home loss to Rangers. Played 10 games for us. The political pawn was that Shabalazlo went to Romanov and went, here is a list of strikers I would like. Romanov went, I've signed you, David Vitavin. And Shabal went, who? And that was it. Romanov basically, it was the, the newspapers described it as an internal political pawn because Romanov was trying to be like, these are the, you're, I'm picking the players. Then, Jeffries takes over and... Vitavin said in the press that he went up to Jeffries to ask him why he hadn't been given an opportunity and Jeffries told him he'd never seen him play and didn't know who he was. <laughs> um, so he then went on loan to Morton where in an interview he said that he admitted he felt he was out of his depth at the top flight level. Uh, as I said, he then went to still in Albion uh, in a weird trialist situation and he's still an active player. He's 37, uh, playing in his homeland of Austria for Ritzing. Whoever the hell they are. Whoever they are. So, David Vitavin has denied you the clean sweep. How do you feel? Spewing. I'm actually I'm ra- buzzing. I'm raging. Why Why did I never trust my gut? <laughs> Twice you've said who it is without actually going with it. That joke figure literally came into my head and I still dismissed it. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. When you said it, I was like, no way is that a second guess. Yeah, Boozied, he- then Vitavin. <laughs> David Wittevin. Well, we have seen some right shite up front for us, eh? <laughs> it was my the fact god. when you were like, he scored one goal, so he can't be a striker, and then just was like, oh my god, yes, a striker. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hold on a second. Yeah, because when we were growing up, Michael Stewart penalty was like our top goal scorer yeah, for a while. Exactly. Jesus. Well, let us know on Twitter or in the comments. <laughs> if you trusted your gut and went with. That was a bit of a mean, but a huge thank you for listening to a bumper show with all the predictions and previews and stuff like that. Adam, in his final appearance before going to Canada, has, <laughs> is not a happy man, but 
We hope you have enjoyed it. If you have, please leave us a review on your podcast platform of choice. If you've been listening to us, if you're watching us, please leave a like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube. Also, if you want to get in contact with us, we're at Perta Paisley on all the social media. We're also Paisley at gmail.com if you want to email us in any who am I's or just general points about the show. Adam, where can they get you to spam photos of David Vitterveen's face <laughs> on social media? Uh, I'm off to cry on Twitter and you can get me there <laughs> at Adam T. Kendall. What about yourself, mate? I am at dmciver22. I'll be back next week with a guest and potentially a cameo appearance from Adam to speak about the Ross County game and preview the Edinburgh Derby, which is going to be some laugh. But until then, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Come on the house!